This is One-on-One's NFL Friday, bringing your weekly Jets, Giants, and NFL talk from WFUV Sports. With top guests, weekly fantasy advice, and opinionated analysis, this is One-on-One's NFL Friday. Hello and welcome into another edition of NFL Friday here at WFUV Sports, week five of the 2015 NFL season. Christian O'Hara alongside Matt Crow. Matt, how you doing today? Doing well, doing well. Um, I'm excited to be here, you know, with my boy. Uh, just loving life. <laughs> I hear you, man. Uh, we got we to gotta talk some, some football. We got to talk some AFC South. The Colts, they've improved to three and two. They that's two straight wins without Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, they defeat the Texans, who dropped to one and four. Um, they, uh, they they defeat the Texans twenty seven twenty. And Andre Johnson, it, it was it was a coming out party for the old guys last night. Thirty four year old Andre Johnson scores two touchdowns, um, catches them from forty year old quarterback Matt Hasselback. And and Matt, I just want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, at five games into the season, Matt Hasselback more wins as the uh, as the Colts starting QB than Andrew Luck. Right? Isn't it um, unbelievable? It's pr- pretty unbelievable. I I honestly didn't even know he was uh, still in the league. He didn't <laughs> didn't know he was their backup uh, in, until last week. Um, when they beat the Jaguars in overtime, but yeah, I mean the, the the Colts have seemed to kind of figure things out. Obviously, not the toughest opponents um, in the Jaguars and the Texans over the last few weeks, but right. um, you know I think I think that they're they're starting to get the ball rolling, and uh, we'll see luck back next week. Yeah, I think um, a lot of Colts fans would, um, if you were to tell them that they were going to go two and zero without Andrew Luck, um, they'd be happy. Yeah. And a lot of uh, Matt Hasselbeck's play. It's not like he's going out there like he was in Seattle um, and, you know, tearing it up in terms of, you know, putting up these stats and taking his teams to the uh, Super Bowl here. But he, he's a serviceable backup. He He's a backup that I'd want on my team. I know that. Um, he's a guy who's seen it all pretty much. Um, and so, but Hasselbeck, you know, he was going through some, some health issues this week. He was hospitalized during the week with a bacterial infection. And, um... Chuck Pagano said he was literally on his deathbed Monday or Tuesday. I don't know how true that is, but, uh, you know, it's... Uh, well, it, at 40, you never right, know. Right, <laughs> exactly, right? At some point, um, you know, some of these comments might be taken too literally. But it, then again, who knows? Um, so, but listen, he did a great job of leading this Colts team to a victory, and that's all you can ask for out of Hasselbeck is to fill in for luck, not turn the ball over, not make too many stupid mistakes. I mean, granted, they probably got lucky with that win over Jacksonville a couple weeks ago. Um, and then in Houston, you have a quarterback controversy over there. Yeah. Uh, Hoyer replaced Mallett. Uh, Houston still doesn't know who their starting quarterback is solidly throughout the year. Um, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in the old saying, if you have two QBs, you don't have one. Um, so, and it, it certainly looks like that in, in Houston with Bill O'Brien. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, you know, enter, entering the season, obviously, he chose Hoyer. Um, right. Week one, I think he was replaced in that fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, Mallet comes in, and they they just can't really uh, they they can't figure it out. Um, I'm not sure if it's if it's the the quarterback play, the play calling, but uh, Houston they they drop to one and four. Um, tough. Tough, tough start to the season. I mean, they have talent. Um, Arian Foster, obviously back, showed us a little bit of his old self last night, uh, 41 yards. But, um, you know, other, other than DeAndre Hopkins, who's, who's yeah, their bright spot at receiver, um, you know, what's up with this defense? I thought Houston's defense was going to be the best D in the league. You know, a lot of it is because I'm sure teams are dialing in on, on J.J. Watt. 
and you know, send a double team his way, and, and you know, Clowney's not lived up to the hype, and, and Will Fork's lost a step here and there. So you can kind of see why. Um, you know, I, I love Vince Wilfork. I'm I a love huge Wilfork guy. <laughs> but, you know, it just it is what it is. Guys get old and, and, and things happen. So, um, like you said, you know, a lot of a lot of turmoil down there in Houston, kind of a mini New England, if, if you think about it. They have a, right. all, the, all these guys from the coaching staff and some of the players. So, speaking of New England, Andrew Luck has now 10 days to rest before he faces those same very Patriots at Lucas Oil. And the way the Colts are playing, this is not going to be a pretty game. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you, you know, you, you saw Frank Gore kind of turn it around a little bit last night, almost 100 yards r- rushing. He's been struggling thus far, but it, it, it really comes down to the fact that they, they don't have the defenders to match up against that New England offense. Not at all. I mean, Gronk up the middle um, with with the strong run game tandem of Lewis and Blunt, uh, it's it's definitely not, not going to look good, but I think that Luck's, luck in resting uh, – Tonight we'll be very prepared for that game. Agreed. Um, I think that you know, look, they they lead the division now at three and two. The Colts honestly haven't looked impressive at all, and they're probably going to win this division. This is not. This is probably the worst division in football. Um, so the Colts will, you know, get a home playoff game. But look, if we're if we're looking big picture here, and this was a team that people picked to go to the Super Bowl, I yep. think very prematurely. I didn't see Tom Brady or Bill Belichick retire, and um, <laughs> you know, a lot of a lot of the focus was on the Colts. And I think it was very wrong to put the focus on a guy who, granted, Luck is a superstar in this league, but turns the ball over probably too much, and Tom Brady's still on the field. Well, all we heard in in the offseason was that Andrew Luck was going to be MVP. Right. Andrew I believe that. I thought and, Luck was going to come in here and win the MVP. And I, I, I'm just not sure that he has the pieces around him to, right. to do that in their O-line. I mean, they do have some solid receivers, T.Y., um, obviously Andre Johnson, who's, who's, who's getting old, but he's still great as we saw last night. Right. Um, but the, the running back going with Gore, I mean, he's aging. I, I'm, I'm not sure that, uh, entering the season that he, he had the pieces surrounding him, but I mean, we'll see obviously the Colts three and two now. Um, they kind of got through this rough patch without their starter, rough start, um, winning record. So we'll, we'll see if they're ready for that game. Um, but you know. Looking closer for the Patriots, uh, coming up off their bye week against uh, a Dallas Cowboys team that is hurt. What are you thinking on that? All right, listen, yeah, transitioning here to New England. I don't know, man. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I think, uh, look, I mean, look at Brady's numbers this year. Over 1,000 passing yards, nine touchdowns, no interceptions. The Patriots are averaging 39.7 points per game. Cowboys lose two in a row without Tony Romo. I'd almost... Pencil this in for a sure, sure victory for New England. They're not going to go down there and lose. Brandon Whedon just isn't the guy. He's not going to get it done. It might be a little closer than people think just because, you know, Cowboys have a pretty decent defense, but Sean Lee goes down with the head injury last week. Yeah. Give me the Patriots in this one. I don't really think there's too much complicated stuff going on in that game. I mean, I I would have to agree there. Um, You know, the the Cowboys, they started off so strong. Uh, Really thought that this was going to be their year to – to dominate um, the NFC East, and it's 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 a tough situation for them. But go, going on for the the Patriots, Brady's just been incredible. Better numbers uh, through the through the first three weeks of the season than he had when they went uh, eighteen, 18 and, one, and one. Right? right. Um, <laughs> I know you're happy about that, that over there, great, yeah. and I'm bitter. But um, <laughs> but it, he's he's putting up these numbers at. Uh, 
think, I believe he's 36, 37 At the age old. of 38. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Um, I think that, you know, the, the, at least through four weeks, the race right now, honestly, for MVP and for Super Bowl, is Patriots, Packers, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Um, Rodgers is doing things that we've never seen at the quarterback position as well. But, um, you know, Brady with the four Super Bowl rings, Rodgers has the opportunity to add to that mantle as well. Uh, some interesting, you know, subplats going into this yeah. game. Greg Hardy making some comments about Giselle Bunchton. Um, you know, have you seen his wife? Things like that. And Brady comes back and says, look, he's a great player. We have to prepare for him. I don't really care about his personal feelings. You got to think with a guy like Tom Brady, he's just playing coy. He's playing, you know, yeah. playing it off. He's going to go out there and have a big day on Sunday. I mean, he he's going to go out there. Uh, if he could get any more intense, that made him more intense. <laughs> right, but I think right. he's... I think he's at 100% intensity each week. This is the same Greg Hardy that's returning this week off his four-week suspension for, I believe it was choke slamming or throwing uh, a girlfriend on a bed full it's of guns. Idiotic, idiotic it's, behavior. I mean, for, for, for Brady to hear comments of, of, a, of a guy who does that uh, about his wife, uh, I think, you know, that's, that's going to get to him a little bit, and we'll see... W- We'll see. We'll see on Sunday how how upset he really was, right. and uh, we'll see how how many uh, TDs he puts up against the boys. And then, which I'm thinking probably he's going to go for three or four easy. Um, you know, we're both sensing here. I think Matt, if you're listening here in the audience, um, I don't like the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm not so sure you like the Cowboys, Matt. We're both fans of Tom Brady here. Because you know what, we've beaten you twice as a Giants fan. I have mutual respect <laughs> for Tom Brady. There you go. So. Um, I- but yeah, Jerry Jones making dumb comments. Just get the Cowboys out of here. Yeah, well, I mean, they're gonna get smacked. If, oh, I if think I so. Would have, yeah. If I would have to guess, Pat, right. Pat's put up. Uh, but the week before their bye, they put up fifty-one. Right on on a, on an NFL defense. You know, granted it's the Jaguars, but right. you know those these guys are professionals. They're paid to stop them. Right. So moving on, let's move on to another fascinating game. I think that this game is so intriguing because you have the Seahawks, who honestly, again, another team that does not look very good. And they don't look at all like a top team in the NFC. They will probably they'll probably be there at the end or near near the top at the end. But they're not playing convincing football. Probably cut a loss to Detroit. How about that call on Monday night? Just an unbelievable call. I, I feel like the Seahawks. They have magic. They get lucky. Whatever it is up there in <laughs> Seattle, they just it just happens to break their way. Then you have Cincinnati, who for me personally, I thought their window of actually competing was kind of over. I think that. In my opinion, coming into the year, I'm like, all right, look, they might make the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to win the division. Pittsburgh looks good. This was before the Ben Roethlisberger injury. Then you take that injury into account. The Bengals have this game at home. They have a chance to go 5-0 and and run away with this thing, Matt. Yeah, I think that you know Cincinnati is a very interesting team because they've made the playoffs a few, for uh, the last few years, um, but they, they haven't been able to do anything in the playoffs. And we're really seeing now if Andy Dalton has what it takes to – step his game up to the next level and become a playoff caliber, uh, championship caliber quarterback or not. And it's kind of the time for Cincinnati to to make that decision on on whether he is their guy for, you know, the next five years. And, you know, I think that in Jeremy Hill uh, and Giovanni Bernard, they have a great tandem of running backs in that backfield. Um, Unfortunately for me, I have Hill on my fantasy team, so... Bernard takes some of his touches, right. some of his TDs, but I, I I think that the Bengals at home against against the Seahawks, they they're definitely gonna um, you know, show us whether or not they're 
their uh, championship. Right, they're uh, legit. Agreed. I mean, you know, this is a game. If you're Andy Dalton, you got you got paid, you got you signed a contract extension, you know, hundred million dollars, whatever it was, yeah, to prove that you're the quarterback that can can win these type of games at home in the regular season, but then also go out and do it in the playoffs. He's had good teams. He's had good talent around him. Now it's time to do it in January, and when when the games matter. And so, um, I you know, I'm Cincinnati has something going here. I'm not saying that they're going to go out there in the playoffs because I don't really believe in them yet. Yeah. Um, but w- when we get to our pick segment, I might I might be swayed a little bit by the team that has home field here. If they win first five and zero start in twenty seven years, which is unbelievable, you'd have to believe, barring a monumental collapse, they'd win the the AFC North. Yeah, they'd have another home playoff game there, and then it's Andy Dalton put up or shut up. Um, in my opinion, the Bengals lose their first playoff game this year, no matter what their record is. Marvin Lewis should be fired, and they'd have to move on from Andy Dalton. I I would agree with that. I I don't know if they can with that contract extension. Right, exactly. But, you know, but but it, just it the would. Way. Um, but I mean, and 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 moving on to the Seahawks, their their defense obviously. I thought that them not not signing Cam Chancellor was an absolutely ridiculous move. He was their cornerstone of two championship running teams. Obviously, lost right, the second one. Right, but um, you know. <laughs> They don't have one interception this whole season. Year. This is the Legion of Boom, the 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 secondary that opposing quarterbacks are supposed to fear. Mm-hmm. And yet, through four games, two and two, no picks. I think you bring up a very great point, Matt. I think Cam Chancellor is kind of the glue that sticks everything together back there. Um, he's basically a linebacker playing safety. He's huge. He's a freak of nature. Um, so I think that there's some trouble there in Seattle. I think that... Ultimately, they'll figure it out. They'll probably get into the playoffs. Yeah. But they don't look like they're playing good football, to be honest with you. So we're going to leave the Seattle Seahawks, the two-time defending NFC champions, in Cincinnati. Let's move on to a game that has caught my eye. The 1-3 Saints against the 1-3 Eagles. Saints beat the Cowboys last week for their first win of the year. They lost the previous two games pretty close by a combined score of 12 points. Yep. Drew Brees in and out of the lineup, hurt with the rotator cuff, the shoulder, whatever it is. This is a home game for Philadelphia. This is a must win. You can't fall to one and four through five weeks after everybody hyped you up. I didn't believe in them. I, I said preseason. I didn't think the Eagles would be very good. I think they would take a step back. Nobody wanted to hear it. But here we are. The Eagles are one and three, not looking like a very good football team. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a most win, a must win for for both teams. Right. Uh, obviously, the Eagles came into to New York week three. Um, Beat a Jet team that made a ton of mistakes, right? Uh, in that in that game, and you know, Chip Kelly has 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 really got got to win this one. They're at home. Uh, you know the Boo Birds are coming out if uh, if they don't, and uh, we're gonna see. Uh, you know, can Drew does Drew Brees still have it? Obviously, hit four hundred TDs last week, um, but you know, Demarco Murray. Uh, for 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 the Eagles has has struggled has not been himself, mm-hmm. and I could see this one going either way. I agree. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Saints just because I believe they're a little better football team, and you know they have a better quarterback. Um, but yeah, like you said, Matt, um, Eagles are at home and really could go either way. And again, congrats to Drew Brees, a stand-up guy, 400 touchdowns for his career, Hall of Famer for sure, one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. Um, Demarco Murray not really doing anything. Um. He has 47 yards on 29 carries this year. Just a completely different style of offense for him in Philadelphia. It's more of a spread offense as opposed to Dallas where he was the single back lined up uh, behind that tremendous offensive line in Dallas. So we'll see how things play out there. 
And then one more game I want to touch. St. Louis and Green Bay is interesting, but I I don't think that St. Louis will go to Lambeau nah. and, and beat the Packers. I just don't think Rogers that's doesn't throw picks. At right, Lambeau. he really doesn't. You know, as long as as long as Green Bay turn, takes care of the football, they'll be okay. Let's go to let's touch on two games very briefly. I'm, let's go with the Broncos and the Raiders. Okay. Um, Derek Carr completing sixty two percent of his passes, nine hundred twenty two yards, seven touchdowns, two interceptions. Amari Cooper is legit. He's the real deal. He's got 19 catches oh, for 292 yeah. yards and two touchdowns since his first game. Um, the Broncos' D has the most sacks in the league at 18. They have 11 takeaways. And Peyton Manning's passer rating is 80.8. That's the lowest since his rookie year. He has five interceptions already on the season. He's won nine in a row against the Raiders. And, guys, we're going to pick this game later, but... The Broncos are 4-0, but I don't think they're a very convincing 4-0, Matt. You and I were talking about this earlier. Yeah, I would say that of the 4-0 teams, the Broncos have looked the most beatable right. through the first uh, four games of the year. And, I mean, to me, what it comes down to is, is yeah, they have a great defense, and you, you can go far with a great defense. Obviously, the Patriots did it for a number of years in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. But when your, your star player, the face of your franchise, Peyton Manning, doesn't have the pieces around him, in the offensive line, very young offensive line, um, it, it it's it's hard to score and it's <clears throat> you know hard to put points on the board and you don't score you don't win right as as much as your D can hold off the other team uh, in this one I mean I'll I'll spoil alert uh, this is gonna be my upset pick of the week I think the Raiders at really? home uh, wow. are gonna be able to take this one Broncos are gonna lose their first of the year that's a bold prediction I could see it I mean listen I don't think that the Raiders competitively are there yet but I can see them stealing a game. At home, especially the crowd's going to be really fired up. A chance to probably take sole possession of second place in that division. And then if, you, if you're if you the Raiders at 3-2, and two, you beat a 4-0 Bronco team. Is there playoffs on the horizon? Let's not get too crazy. Yeah. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I would say we, we, we can't get too far ahead of ourselves right. with there. Um, I think the Broncos still will take that division. I agree. Um, but, you know... It's an interesting division with the Raiders, Chargers, and Chiefs. Right, um, the Chiefs have disapp- disappointed me. They they really have. Um, but yeah, another team in that division. This is the last game we'll touch on for general NFL here. Uh, Monday Night Football, Steelers at Chargers. Antonio Gates is back from his suspension. Philip Rivers obviously a much better quarterback when he's on the field. And Michael Vick didn't look too good on Thursday night against the Ravens. What are your thoughts on that game? I I I personally think San Diego probably has the upper hand in this game, but. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, I would say that um, with Vic, it's he, he he's not where he where he used to be. There's a lot of times where he's just kind of stuck in the backfield, running in circles, trying to get away from defenders, and he ends up you know throwing it out of bounds or taking a sack for a huge loss. He's not poised in in the pocket, and he's nothing like Roethlisberger um, in that he can lead the team to victories. So. You know, I I would have to go with Chargers, especially at home on uh, on Monday Night Football, but I I'm still very very uh, up on the Steelers team. I think that once they get Ben back, right. w- they're they're going to be a very solid team, especially with Le'Veon. Um, obviously Antonio Brown, he struggled mightily with Vic um, as the Q. So w- we'll see. But um, once Ben's back. I think the Steelers will will start to turn things around. Agreed. I think the Steelers um, present you know unique problems to people in the AFC when they're healthy and at full strength. Hopefully, Ben Roethlisberger gets back quickly for their sake. And last thing, just before we move on to our Giants coverage here, Dolphins fired head coach Joe Philbin. I think it was a long time coming. Yep. Um, just a lot of you know what went wrong there. They they were a talented team. They just didn't get the most. Out of, <coughs> excuse me. The most. <coughs> excuse me. Wow. The most out of their players. 
and a lot of it had to do with kind of the culture in the locker room. And then, you know, this this article comes out, Ryan Tannehill yeah. dissing the scout team guys. Um, and Tom, you know, in contrast with Tom Brady paying scout team guys when he gets picked off. I think I think that's absolutely ridiculous. How do you get mad at, at and and call someone lesser than you right, who's out right. making plays on you and picking you off in right. practice? It, it sounds like Tannehill's just you know a whiny jock. Yeah, the guy honestly really hasn't proved anything in the league. He, he had a nice completion percentage one year. Congratulations! You haven't made the playoffs in in all your time here in Miami. They've invested a lot of money in you. They've given you a contract extension, and you're nothing more than pretty you know pretty much average to maybe above average quarterback. Yeah, and you're out there making these comments. To guys who are trying to make a living on the practice squad, trying to help you win. Yeah, it's just a completely different contrast. And when I when I read that article, I now understand why Tom Brady is as great as he is, and why Ryan Tannehill probably won't make much of himself if this continues in the, in in his attitude. Right, Brady's going into practice and he's right. upping the level of play right. of 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 the guys playing against him, whether they're you know. D two guys that are right. on the scout team, or uh, just di- they they're not quite fast enough, not quite tall enough for the NFL. They're out there, and and Brady's giving them them the motivation to play well, so he gets better every day. Right, exactly. And last thing on Miami, this is the most talented team on paper that they've had probably yeah. in the Joe Philbin era. Oh, it absolutely is. And, and you know, Tannehill's guided them to one and three. They probably should be zero and four. And I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it all on Tannehill, like you said to right. me. No, it's not all on well, him, but like you said to me last week. Um, but but before I made the Jets report, you said that right. you know you think that the NFL coaches have just figured out uh, Philbin offensively, right? Agreed. And I I think that that's that's a lot of it. You know, in that game against the Jets last week, um, the 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 Dolphins were uh, over on third and fourth downs. You're not you're not going to win football games. In I think it was about over like twelve on third yeah. and over four on fourth. I think um, I think you're right. Teams have figured out kind of you know maybe Philbin's style of offense, um, and they just kind of adjust and. I really didn't think Miami was that bad. That's why I picked them to win the London game against the Jets. Um, yeah, maybe the Jets are a little bit better, but Miami really doesn't look like a good football team. We'll get to the Jets, who are on a bye week in a minute, but first we're going to go to our Giants segment. So, um, Tara Slajewski behind the glass wearing her Giants hat. She's psyched up for the Sunday night football game. I know I am, too. I'll be there. Um, they're hosting the 49ers on Sunday night. Sunday night football, under the lights, primetime game, Eli Manning, Colin Kaepernick. That, uh, that, that's going to be an interesting game. Uh, the Giants here, they face four teams over the next five weeks that are currently 1-3. and three. Wow. So the schedule is not that difficult, on paper at least. Um, the Giants haven't trailed in eight straight quarters, which is about you know two games. So that, yeah, they've won their last two games. They haven't trailed in those two games. And the 49ers have the NFL's lowest scoring offense. And, you know, one thing I want to make note of, Eli has one interception this year, seven touchdowns, one interception. And that interception, honestly, they probably could have called a run play and just kicked the field goal. They, they still would have won the game. Um, but Eli, over his past 10 games, has four interceptions. So, you know, a lot of what the Giants do offensively revolves around taking care of the football. If Eli's protected and he's got time to throw... yeah. He makes good reads and good decisions most of the time. Obviously, you know, quarterbacks get intercepted. It's part of the game. But he is not a guy who will go out there and throw, like in 2013, 25, 29 picks. I think it was 25, whatever it was. 
when he has time to throw. And yeah, I think you make a great point there. I think that he was throwing all those picks because his offensive line hammered. was so terrible that he was pressured on every single throw. Right. He had to make a quick decision, and sometimes it was the wrong one. Right. And let me just say something first. Right. My man Speedy comes in. Christian O'Hara comes into the FUVHQ today. He's check. <laughs> he's checking the G-Men schedule going, looks like we could go 10-6 and six here. Yeah, listen. We I mean, could be a playoff team. On paper here, Crow, on paper, <laughs> the schedule is not very hard. They, they look like they play a bunch of favorable teams. And if they play the way they did in Buffalo, I don't see why not. Um, but again, it's a long way to go. We're gonna they're gonna take one game at a time. I'll take one game at a time. You know, it's only one game in Buffalo, but it did you know kind of get a lot of people's spirits up. And like I said, Eli holds on to the ball. You know, makes good reads. They're they're he's a top quarterback in the NFL, and if he can play at that level, they're gonna be a top team in the NFL. Yeah, they'll certainly win the NFC East. Um, but on on the uh, on the 49ers side right. of the ball, I mean, I I just think that. Colin Kaepernick has not evolved into what the 49ers right. thought he I would. I agree. And, you know, obviously those comments last week from Clay Matthews, you're, you ain't, <laughs> you ain't Russell, Russell Wilson, bro. Wilson, bro. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, that's, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think that's what it comes down to. They thought that he could be that QB that can, <clears throat> right. can run the ball and, and also have a strong throwing arm. But he, he, he's shown a lot in the run game, but it just doesn't seem like he can make those decisions uh, in the pocket to to find his guys downfield. And, you know, the 49ers have, obviously, they're hurting on defense. Uh, right. they, they lost a lot after last season. Right. But um, they, they, they really haven't looked like, a, like a, a team that could even beat the Giants. Right, agreed. Um, and Ahmad Brooks won't be playing because, you know, very unfortunate situation. His sister, who was 40 years old, passed away from the disease called lupus. And so that's a very big loss for the 49ers defense. Uh, let's look a little bit more in depth into this game with my Giants report. The Giants are two and two, coming off an upset win in Buffalo, in which the defense allowed just ten points, and Eli Manning threw for three touchdowns. This team has new life. The road win sets up a showdown on Sunday Night Football against the San Francisco 49ers. The two franchises have combined to win nine Super Bowls. However, San Francisco is no longer the force of the NFC West that it was in years past, most recently under Jim Harbaugh. The team comes into the Meadowlands at 1-3, looking desperately for a win. They will be hungry and motivated, hoping to spoil a big blue winning streak. New York knows they have to stay focused, and Eli Manning offered his thoughts on that mindset. No, I think we got to prepare the same way. We got to understand that you know, just a few weeks ago we were, you know, we, we were having to grind to get out of that circumstance. And I think that's kind of you know, the way San Francisco is going to be coming in. They're fighting and they're, they're, they're going to be grinding to get a win. And we, we got to keep that kind of match that same intensity. And our preparation's got to be great. We got to come out playing hard and playing determined to, to keep this thing going and to get, to get a win. Some of the keys to the game for New York will be to keep Colin Kaepernick in the pocket and limit his mobility. The defense did a great job of taking away Tyrod Taylor's explosiveness last week. Look for them to do the same against another mobile quarterback. The Giants will also look to stop the run, as they have the top-ranked rush defense in the NFL. Making San Francisco one-dimensional will help New York tremendously. On the other side of the ball, the offensive line must continue to protect Eli Manning. Limiting turnovers will also lead to great success on Sunday night. Big Blue actually has a positive turnover differential so far this season, in stark contrast to the past two losing seasons. In the end, I believe New York will continue to improve upon last week's performance and come away with a third straight victory. I like the Giants in this one, 28-17. With the Giants' support, I'm Christian O'Hara, WFUV Sports.
Alrighty, so, you know, there's my uh, prediction. Spoil my uh, pick on the Giants. I do believe they'll take this one, uh, as I predicted, 28-17. I think, I think 28-17, excuse me, I think they're the better team. Mm -hmm. uh, I just think they'll go out there on, on Sunday night and realize this is a big game and they have to protect their house. Yeah, it really is. And, I mean, like you said in that report, the key is to, to keep Kaepernick in the pocket. I mean, in the pocket, he's he's not the same QB as when he's on the move. And I think that the defense will be able to do that. I'm with you there. And it, it, it absolutely is a big game. Um, obviously, two tough ones at the beginning of the year kind of put them off on a bad foot. But this is the Giants' chance to kind of uh, assert themselves in that uh, NFC East. Agreed. Totally agreed. And who knows? Maybe by the end of Sunday night, the Giants, after five weeks, are sitting in first place in the <sighs> NFC East. Who would have thought after those... Two disastrous starts. Disastrous. Uh, two disastrous games that they lost to start out 0-2. There is another team in New York, Matt. I think you know about them pretty well. Mm. Uh, the New York Jets. Let's get to the New York Jets part of this show. All right, all right, all right. The Jets at three and one. Who would have thought? I I certainly didn't think I didn't that the think Jets so would be either. three and one after you know four or five weeks here. Um, Matt, what do you see out of them? You cover the team. You know, I, I think that it all starts with their new head coach, Todd Bowles. I think that Bowles was an absolutely excellent choice to to come in and try and turn this team around because they didn't they didn't, they not only needed to change the pieces, but they need needed to change the entire atmosphere in the organization. And I think that's what Bowles has done. He goes in uh week in, week out, looks to Limit the distractions, something Rex Ryan didn't do. Looks to focus solely on the game, solely on the week. What he looks at it as is he says, uh, the NFL season is a 16-round fight, right? Mm -hmm. Each game is a round. Right. You win one round, you don't get too excited. You lose one round, you don't get too upset. You move on. Figure out your figure out what you need to change, and and you see where it goes from there. So, obviously, quarter way through the season, they're 3-1. and one. That's great and all. However, Bulls' mindset is... Better than two and two entering the bye week, but it's not four and zero. We got work to do. Right, and I think I think I agree with that, Matt. It stems from the top. It stems from the mentality of the head coach. Uh, Rex is an emotional emotional guy, and he you know he gets his players very emotional. Um, I think that a lot of what Todd Bowles is, he's cool, calm, and collected. He knows kind of the ways of the NFL. He's a great defensive coordinator. Yeah. You can see that the Jets have a great defense. And Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't turning the ball over, not turning the ball over too much. That's a big key. Something that Geno Smith couldn't, didn't. Yeah, he couldn't. <laughs> he couldn't, he couldn't take 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 care of the football. He did turn the ball over a lot. So that's a lot of the reason why they're three and one. And let's you know listen to your comments here about why the Jets kind of have had success and what to look for pre buy and post buy week. The New York Jets returned from London on a high note after beating the Miami Dolphins 27-14. The Jets started hot and never looked back in front of a crowd of almost 84,000 at Wembley Stadium. The game solidified Dolphins head coach Joe Philbin's exit from Miami. Gang Green enters their week five bye at three and one, the best record since 2010, the last time they made the playoffs. The defense bounced back from a disappointing week three performance against the Eagles. Miami wasn't able to convert one third or fourth down attempt, and that dominance kept the D off the field. Linebacker Calvin Pace 
the biggest key was stopping the run game. We've been we've been a little shaky a little bit now the first three weeks, so we had to stop that run game, and we did that. So was it flawless? No, but uh, was it a good performance? Yes, and uh, I think I think everybody's happy with it. Fitzpatrick managed the game and the offense limited turnovers. Chris Ivory coming off a quad injury that held him out of the week three game showed Jet fans how productive he could be. The back rushed for 166 yards and a touchdown on 29 carries. Cornerback Buster Scrine on Ivory's game. Chris Ivory, grown man. I mean, everybody's bouncing off of him. He's always getting yards after contact. I mean, you gotta appreciate a back like that. When you have a strong running game, it only opens up things in the passing game. Gang Green will get some needed rest this weekend as they prepare for the Washington Redskins to visit the Meadowlands in week six. The first quarter of the NFL season hasn't been perfect, but winning early is key in a long NFL season. The Jets are poised to make a run at the top of the AFC East, and for now, Bulls and the squad have to be happy with their 3-1 start. Covering the... I'm Matthew Crow, WFUV Sports. All right, Matt, and uh, great job there as always. Um, look, we highlighted it before your report. You highlighted it in your report. Defense not turning the ball over yeah. is the formula to success for the Jets. And I think they believe I believe they play Washington and New England in their next two games. Washington certainly a winnable game. Mm-hmm. New England they have the formula to do it. I don't believe they will. Um, yeah, that one's in New England. Too. Right, exactly. That's so New gonna England, be, it's going to be a tough game for them. I if, think if, if, if the Patriots are going into that game at uh, what would it be five and zero, six and zero, five and zero, or or four and one, even I don't think. Well, I think they'd lose, play but... they'd play Dallas, Indianapolis, the Jets, so they would be yeah, six so and zero. No, they would be five and zero going in. Oh, they're, they're three and zero now. Because right, 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 so, so right, right. So they'd so be five and zero. Yeah, if, I, I, if they're going into that game five and zero, and and the Jets are four and one, that's going to be right a cool atmosphere there in New England. Agreed. I so, think New England would win that game. Yeah, I think so too. But but something we didn't mention that's kind of been a key to the Jets' offensive success. Mm-hmm. Buster Scrine himself said it. Chris Ivory's a grown man. Chris right? Ivory's a grown man. He, and, he, uh, he puts his head down and he runs the football and he runs through people. Absolutely. And 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 credit to him, you know, a guy who was in New Orleans um, before his stint with the Jets, and he's just been a guy who's put his his head down and grabbed his lunch pail and he's gone to work. Um, you know they can rely on him. He doesn't fumble the football very often. No. Um, and so, again, similar to kind of maybe the formula that Rex used to get this, these teams to the AFC title games, we'll see how it plays out. Long season, like you said, um, but very, very good start for the New York Jets. And I think we have a little optimism here in, in New York in terms of the football teams, the Giants, a convincing win over Buffalo. Maybe they're on the up on the uptrend, and same thing with the Jets. Yeah, I think absolutely. Uh, for, for the Jets, obviously three and one for the first time since 2010, right? And that was the last time they made the playoffs. So I think that fans in New York are are looking for two playoff football teams. We'll see if they give it to us. It would be certainly uh, such a cool atmosphere. It'd be a great atmosphere, um, and we'll certainly look forward to even when they play in December. Oh yeah. But for now, that's that's all the New York football talk we're going to talk about here. Uh, on week five, let's move over to Tyler Friere and the fantasy football segment out of NFL Friday. It's time for some fantasy football talk. Who are the best picks around the NFL? Plus, start them and sit them to help you win your league. All right, so Tyler, what do you have for us today? Well, first off, I'm just going to start with right away, start them, sit them. 
For week five, I like the matchup Carson Palmer. He's going against the Detroit Lions. Uh, he's coming off a bad week, you know, against the Rams. He still had 16 points fantasy. So and against a 4-0 Detroit team, I just think that's a, a really good start if um, if you have him. Uh, as for a sit for the quarterback, Andy Dalton. I know he's going against a tough Seattle's defense. He had nine touchdowns, one interception on the year. He's honestly he's been playing like an MVP caliber type of player. Uh, but against this defense, I just think it's it's a sit for for Andy Dalton. Uh, for my running backs, I actually have uh, Justin Forsett versus the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I think that's it's a divisional game, so you know the atmosphere is going to be rocking. <laughs> Forsett had 150, 150 yards against the Steelers last week. Uh, I think he should definitely stay in your lineup for, for this matchup against the Browns. I have him. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Melvin Gordon, on the other hand, against mm. the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's a rookie. He hasn't really lived up to the first-round pick hype so far. Uh, he's going against a stout Pittsburgh defense. I know they lost a little, but um, he only has a combined 24 points on the year. So I just think with the fact that Danny Woodhead is taking most of the snaps now out of the backfield for San Diego, it's just I just wouldn't start Melvin Gordon. I just wouldn't. As for my wide receivers for um, this week, Julian Edelman. I know Matt is excited about that, the Patriot fans. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, going against the Cowboys defense, they're facing a couple injuries. Uh, Tom Brady has been, he's been like picking apart any defense that's been in front of him right. so far as we talked about earlier in the show, and Edelman has been targeted 10 times a game, I'm pretty sure it was, it's about. So I just think he's going to take advantage of that that matchup, and I would I would definitely have him in your lineup. I mean, he's a given every week, but mm-hmm. definitely for this week, start him. Uh, for the sit I'm going with the rookie we talked about earlier, Mari Cooper. He He's honestly playing like the offensive rookie of the year so far, but going against Denver, I know they're home, but Denver mm-hmm. has 11 takeaways this year. Their defense, number one fantasy points. Yeah, it's a tough matchup. It's a tough matchup for a rook, especially. So it's a tough it's a tough sit, but I, I would go ahead and sit him. You know, it's a tough defense to go ahead. Bold bold calls here on <laughs> WFUV Sports. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna move I'm gonna move to my tight end. Uh, for for my tight end, I I got Antonio Gates. He uh, I picked him up and I got a lot of scrutiny in my fantasy league for drafting him <laughs> really early. I know he was coming off a four-game suspension, but you know I just he was a second-leading fantasy scorer last year among tight ends. So I just think he's going to get back to that level, and he's going to take a, he's going to take advantage of that uh, that hole that's been in the San Diego's offense so far. Right. They haven't really had a, a, a number one. I know Keenan Allen's been playing well, but yeah, Antonio Gates it looks like a, sh- a sure start this week. He 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 should do well. But my uh, my sit for my tight end is probably uh, Vernon Davis against the New York Giants. Uh, he has a good matchup on paper uh-huh. against the Giants defense, who have given up a lot of fantasy points to tight ends. He's dealing with a knee, a knee bruise, so and he's getting a little older in age. And like we spoke earlier, the San Francisco's offense really hasn't been what it used to be. Uh-huh. The expectations haven't lived up. And he kind of seems lost in this offense. The last two weeks, basically invisible on the stat sheets. He didn't really right. produce at all. So, mm-hmm. yeah, against the Giants defense, you got to go ahead and, and uh, sit Vernon Davis for sure. Uh, as my uh, defensive start of the week, it's definitely going to be Buffalo uh, against Tennessee. They're going against a rookie, Marcus Mariota, and Rex Ryan is uh, has proven to not let rookie quarterbacks really, you know, do too much against them. You know, and uh, they've given up the fourth most points to uh, defenses so far this year. So Buffalo Bills, they should uh, they should definitely be be on your radar to start this this uh, week. 
uh, as my uh, sleeper pick, I'm gonna go with a sleeper right now for mm-hmm. for the week. It's Ruben Randall, another nice. giant. I like it. I know you're <laughs> like that, the Giants fan. But uh, he had 115 yards in his last two uh, home games, uh, touchdown in his last two games. Uh, Eli seems to f- really like him. Seems to throw the ball him throw the ball to him a lot. He's been targeted a whole bunch of times. And against that 49ers defense, I'm just not sold, you know. It's just not what it used to be. Right. Uh, and without Victor Cruz, he's still dealing with uh, that knee, coming off the knee surgery. So I really think Odell Beckham needs that number two to uh-huh. take some attention away from him. So, yeah, my sleeper is definitely Ruben Randall. Uh, that's I got that's from week five, but um, what do you guys think? Yeah, I know. Listen, I think um, the Ruben Randall pick is a good one because, you know, you have guys like Odell, obviously, and, you know, Dwayne Harris, but, you know, when you talk about Randall, he's a guy that when he gets going, when he gets in a rhythm with Eli, he's kind of hard to stop. Uh, he, he's a very he's a good receiver when he's on. It's just they got to get him involved early and often. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, also, uh, like you said, uh, running backs. I have uh, I have four set on on my team. Yeah, yeah, and I like him. He, he he's been good. However, uh, you know, a lot of yards. He puts up a lot of yards, but doesn't score many touchdowns, which in fantasy hurts you. Right. But yeah. uh, you know. You know, for example, last week, like you said, 150 yards, no touchdowns. Um, but, yeah, good stuff over there. I think you made a lot of good calls. Only one I disagree with, Cooper. Come yeah. on now. <laughs> Dude's, dude, he, the, the dude can play. I, I Listen, I yeah. think he's legit. I think he's the real deal. Um, but we're just going to have to see. Man. We'll who, see. Who, who, I, who will be right, Tyler Friere or Matt Groh? <laughs> yeah. Going up against Aqib Tlaib, I mean, he's a, yeah, that's true. He's right. a tough no, it's, dude. That's true. It's, uh, he's going to press him. He's going to make It's a challenge. It's going to be a challenge, yes. and and we'll see. Um, but good stuff, Tyler. You know, I, I know this was his first time doing Fantasy Matt, so he killed it. Killed it. As always in our fantasy segment here. Now let's uh, let's quit messing around. Let's get to our favorite part of the show. Pick them. Let's look into the crystal ball for some weekly NFL predictions. All right, here we go. First pick of the day is between the San Francisco 49ers and the New York Football Giants. I'm going with the Giants. Matt, how about you? Yeah. I'll stick with you here, Christian. You nice. know, got, gotta gotta give my boy uh, some props. He always shouts out my team. I'll go Giants Absolutely. here. Absolutely, there also, we go. Also, San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you, Tyler? Yeah, this this is definitely the Giants for me. I'm not sold. Like I said, the 49ers, not not too sold on the Giants for sure. Tara, how about you? Yeah, definitely Giants. And really, Christian, you think San Francisco's gonna do- gonna score 17 points against them? I mean, what listen, crazier things have happened, Tara. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The Giants defense is gonna do much better than that. Uh, Dan, who do you have? Uh, I'm gonna be real original here and go Giants, baby. <laughs> nice, clean sweep for the G-men. Now let's go down to Jerry World in Dallas. The New England Patriots invade. Will they come away with the victory? I say yes, Matt Crow. Gotta go with my pats. Come on now. Uh, Brady's gonna have a great one. Uh, Gronk's probably gonna catch one or two. I know if he catches two, he catches Jason Witten with really? sixty touchdowns. Wow. Uh, which is <laughs> crazy at this right? point yeah. in his career. He's still so young. How great uh, he is. But yeah, it's 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 pass all the way. Tyler. Yeah. Tom Brady's on a mission this year. Definitely Brady. going with the pats. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ta- uh, Tara, who do you have? Patriots. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Dan. Uh, Dallas' fall from grace continues. Patriots. Nice. Clean sweep for New England here. We're all in agreement. All right, the Monday night football game, the Pittsburgh Steelers, quarterback by Michael Vick, will go to San Diego to play Phillip Rivers and the Chargers. I like the home team San Diego Chargers. Matt? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Chargers too. I haven't seen much of them this year, but uh, I have seen the Steelers, and I have seen the Steelers without Roethlisberger. Uh, I believe that the, the, they're not going to be able to compete. 
Tyler, who do you have? Yeah, with, uh, with the return of Antonio Gates, that security blanket for Phillip Rivers, I'm definitely going to have to go with San Diego. All right, three of us here in studio with San Diego behind the glass. Tara, does it continue? Yeah, I'm not high on San Diego this year. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, but I think they're better than the Steelers without Roethlisberger. Right I now. agree with that. And, Dan, who do you have? Another Love clean sweep? Danny Woodhead. Without Roethlisberger, they're nothing. Nice. Chargers. Nice. Clean sweep here for the first three games on NFL Friday. I have a feeling my next prediction is going to change that. <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks go to Paul Brown Stadium to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. And you know what? I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals. They're going to improve to 5-0. and I'm not impressed with the Seahawks this year. Matt? I am not impressed with them either, but, you know, I think Dalton's going to throw a few picks. Interesting. Uh, right. So I, I, I think that the, the defense is finally going to turn around. They got Chancellor back for his third game of the year. Um, but, you know, he's going to get back in the swing of things, make some plays. Tyler, I think I know where you're headed. You said sit Andy Dalton. Yeah, he's got to go Seattle. That defense is too stout for, for Andy Dalton. Tara. This one's a tough one. You know, Christian, you said earlier about they have to get rid of Dalton if he can't win in the playoffs. I think Dalton's a great quarterback for the reason of it's hard to find a quarterback that can succeed in even just the regular season. And so I don't think they should ditch him if he gets them back to the playoffs because it's tough to find quarterbacks in this league. And you know what? Just after that whole thing on Andy Dalton, I guess I'm going to go Bengals. Interesting. All right, Tara, after your soliloquy, Dan, who do we have? I agree with Tara. Keep Andy Dalton. Bengals win. Okay. All right. So three on the Bengals here on NFL Friday. And we'll go with our last one, last game of the week, a divisional game. The Broncos on the road. They travel to the black hole in Oakland. Tete Gana Raiders. <laughs> who do we have? I have the Denver Broncos. The Raiders. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Macro going with the Raiders. Cars looking money. Amari <laughs> at home. Come on. Ty, who you got? Honestly, I got to go with Matt. I mean, really? I, I think it's just wishful thinking. I got right. Derek Carr. I picked him up as my quarterback for this week. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Oakland. I know it's upset. But. Okay, so two on the Raiders. Tara, three? Christian, we, uh, we're leaving you on an island right wow. now. Really? I like Derek no Carr, way. too. Wow. I like the future between him and Amari Cooper out there oh, in Oakland, man. and I think they're going to have a big statement win at home this weekend. Dan, well, who do you have? I'm not totally sold on Eric Carr. Broncos. Guys, I mean, it's 2015, not 2020. I mean, <laughs> Derek Carr and Amari Cooper have a ways to go here. But, all right, listen, three on the Raiders and two on the Broncos. I just love saying Raiders. <laughs> um, so upset picks here. I'm going to go with, you know, kind of a gutsy one. Detroit is 0-4, and I have a lot of confidence in Detroit that they're not an 0-4 football team. I feel like I've seen signs from them that they're not as bad as their record, but hence they're 0-4. They're at home against the Cardinals. I think they win their first game of the year at Ford Field. I like the Detroit Lions over the Arizona Cardinals. Matt? Yeah, I, I like that pick too, Christian. Um, I mean, you know, obviously they got gypped last week. Right, um, right. Uh, and that play, not many people knew it was really going to be, uh, like, no one knew that rule, right? Right, right. Um, but I go with the Raiders for my upset pick, okay. right? Yeah, Is that absolutely. What we do? Yeah, you know, you can do that, uh, yeah. So one more time, the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Crow with the Raiders for his upset pick. Tyler Freer, who do you have? I got Chicago Bears as my upset pick. Really? At Kansas City. Wow. I know it's a tough place to play. Okay. I just, Jake Cutler's due for a good game. And, okay. I mean, I'm going to go with the Bears for this one. Interesting. That's my upset. Interesting. You know, can't, that would send Kansas City into a free fall, but you know what? He likes Jake Cutler. Tara, who do you have? Okay, you think you're going way out there. Wow. Uh -oh. I, I'm really going to go out there. I'm picking the Rams over the Packers oh, at Lambeau. <laughs> I think Rodgers is due for a bad game at no. home, but not even that. If you look at the past few seasons, the Rams have played really well against good opponents. 
They find a way to step it up in these games, and I think they're going to be able to do that this weekend. All right, Tara, I, uh, I want to know what you ate for uh, lunch before the show because <laughs> I, I want some of that. Dan, who do you have in your upset pick? I'm going to go big boys. I'm going to go Redskins over Falcons. Falcons wow. offense is wow. great, but they okay. haven't faced a defense like, like the Redskins. Okay. The Redskins okay. win. All righty. All right. That um, will do it here. Guys, it was a lot of fun. Week 5 of NFL Friday is now in the books. And, uh, you know, I'd like to thank everybody. Tyler, first time doing fantasy. Great job. Matt, always a great B-host. Tara and Dan behind the glass. Uh, for everybody here, I'm Christian O'Hara alongside Matt Crow. That was another edition of NFL Friday. This has been One-on-One's NFL Friday, only on WFUVsports.org. Join us next week as we take you around the NFL. We'll see you then.